Is that who I think it is? Splish Flash. It is my favorite co-host. How are you doing? I am wonderful. How are you doing? Well, even in beautiful Ohio, it is still hot. And for somebody without air conditioning in their apartment, not splendid. But you know what? We live. We live with it. Ah, so you're sweaty boy, Nick. Yes, and you know what I also love living with? Sweaty boy, Nick. Mm, no, frankly not. Um, I enjoy living in a world where the Pittsburgh Steelers do not have a win. It's incredible. And that world is ending tonight. And I disagree with that. <laughs> I, I am solely on the Steelers bandwagon tonight. I don't, I don't understand the hype around the Bengals right now. I don't get it. Um, good for them, but I, I just, I don't, I don't understand. Well, see, I don't have any hype for them at all. Um, but so far we're what through three games, correct? Or through, yes, this will be, this will be both the Bengals and Steelers. Graduated first grade math. Well, I was trying to do my division here that Andy Dalton is 30 yards away already from a thousand yards this season. He's throwing on clip for 330-plus yards per game. Now, of course, we learned yesterday evening with the Saints and the Cowboys that that doesn't necessarily matter if you're putting up 350 yards. We're also learning that with um, Matt Ryan, you can put up 400 yards a game and still be trash, hot trash, but – I don't know. I'd like to think they get it. I like to think that, you know, the chips fall in place because believe it or not, I do think that Andy Dalton is better than, um, um, oh, come on. What's his face? Help me out here. I don't know who you're talking about, but look, uh, Steelers quarterback. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think, I think, I think, uh, you know, I think Mariota is better than Mason Rudolph. My thing is that, and Mariota threw for like 970 billion yards on uh, Sunday. <laughs> but here's 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 my thing is that um, while those are all very valid points, we have to remember two things. We are still talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have had one of the more consistent defenses over the last seven plus years. Yes. Like their their defense like hasn't necessarily gotten better, but it hasn't gotten worse at all. No, I'll give you that. And we're also talking about a team that, for all intents and purposes, is Andy Dalton and Joe Mixon, and that's it. They aren't really utilizing Eifert the way that I think teams that I think um, other teams with tight ends would u- would use them. Um, okay, haven't really utilized. Uh, you know, they, I mean. Instead of John Ross, I'm not really sure who they have at wide receiver. Um, so, so yes, I agree. I think I think that the coach in Cincinnati has done a remarkable job making that offense actually be, um, you know, relevant. But you pointed it out. You know, you can throw for 700 yards and still not win the football game. I, I mean, yards aren't exclusive. It's how you finish games, and they aren't necessarily finishing games. Uh, they aren't finishing games at all. Neither are the Steelers, and, I, and I'm not trying to like you know 
to, to you know, bash the, the Bengals here because I think they're a good football team. I just think that they uh, they're they're very inexperienced and I think they're very young. And you know, I I think that uh, Dalton is getting kind of kind of getting the short end of the shaft here, and I think that he would be. I, I, let me put it this way: if Andy Dalton and Joe Flacco switch places. Denver okay. defeated, and the Bengals would be exactly where they are. Yes, yes. Denver I, I think... is undefeated. I don't care what anyone says. You can, you know, say that you know it's the Bears and all this stuff, and you know they they end up winning that Jack that Jacksonville game. That's I would that. They win that Jacksonville game, and I think I think they convert on more, you know. Short end. I think I think he can throw the ball better than than Joe Flacco. So yes, I am sticking with. I think the Broncos would be undefeated right now, and I think the Bengals would be exactly where they are if they switch quarterbacks. Yes, which is absolutely nuts. Uh, but you, you do make a valid point, and in that kind of going off that though, your AJ Green, they haven't said when he's coming back. I don't. I, I do not believe that AJ Green will come back this, this year. I, I think now, that it's pretty. It's pretty clear that they uh, that this is kind of a Miami Dolphins type year where they know they're just going to be terrible and want you know health and preservation rather than um, you know stats and dumb excuses for losses. Yeah, and I, I don't think I don't even think they can come up with an excuse which boggles my mind. But if I am AJ Green, let let's say that he's healthy enough to come back week ten. Okay. So yeah, and the the Bengals may have one win, two wins. I don't think their schedule matters simply because he's going into a free agency year, so they need to take a look at their stock. And and I shouldn't say they, I should say he. He needs to take a look at his stock, which is very high, right. and and say to himself, okay, do I come back for a couple games to continue to show people that, one, I'm a team player, and that, two, I haven't lost a step yet, but, of course, coming back is always the risk of injury. Or if he could come back week 10, is he like, you know what? I'm just not coming back at all. We're 1-9. We're 2-8. And there's no hope for this, and I don't want to risk my livelihood and securing the bag for on a two-win team. Uh, yeah, I, I just I, I don't I don't see a likely scenario for the Bengals in which AJ Green comes back um, this season. Um, now I agree. I'm saying likely as in you know I don't think they're going to win more than three games before week ten, which is probably when he's going to come back. Um, is it possible that they win three games? Of course, anything's possible, but is it likely? Uh, no. No. No, no, no. It is very unpossible, and here's why. Because they don't have a win yet, and let's say you are correct, they do not get a win tonight. Bengals are 0-4 going into week five. Right. Week five is their best chance to get a win in the first nine games that they have. Who are they playing week five? They face off against somebody who's shorter than me, Kyler Murray. 
That'll be a very good game, actually. Folks, for those of you that may have not have seen this glowing face, some that call me a face for radio, I'm 5'6". <laughs> I am in no – that was meant to be quite the slight at Kyler Murray. Um, but I have, been en- I have been enjoying watching him, though, because I, I don't think by any stretch of the means that he is a bad quarterback or that he's a poorly functioning quarterback. He's literally being thrown into the fire. I, and- I, think, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he can make throws. I think he can do things for that offense that I don't think uh, other quarterbacks can do in the NFL. Um, I just – I think that his decision-making is, uh, is, is what you expect of a first-year quarterback. He, he throws exactly. balls. He takes, sack, he takes a lot of sacks. He, uh, he kind of just not looks lost, but he looks lost, right? He just he, – he doesn't know – I don't think he understands what he's reading half the time. I think that he just is kind of going through the quote-unquote motions, but at the same time just like – trying to improvise the best that he can because that's what he, that's all he's really known what he can do um yes this is this we knew going into this, this is, that this was going to be not a very good football team um i think they have done better than people thought they would have um i, I think they included i think that they have kind of uh they have things in their in their offense that look good um, they have things in their offense that look terrible. I mean, but that goes with every team in the NFL. Like you could say what, you know, you could say the same thing about the 4-0 Chiefs and the 4-0 Patriots that you could probably say about the, you know, 0-3 Cardinals. I mean, there's there's things with every team that don't look good. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, so I can, I can see at best, and I, only because I'm staring at it right now, I can see at best the Bengals season when it is complete being a 4-12 team. And here's their possible wins. Week five, Cardinals. Um, I do not know. I can't tell if the Raiders are good or not. I have uh, no idea. Being played. Let me, let me ask that question. It is in Oakland. That's a win for Oakland. And it is going to be, let's see. It's week 10. Yeah, that's a win for Oakland. The Jets. If I believe, if I believe, I know their schedule well enough. I believe that's their first home game since like after that ridiculously long. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that's their first home game back in Oakland in like a month or like three years or like three months. I said three years. Yeah, Um, they've Uh, got the Jets at home. That's going to be a win for Oakland. Okay, Jets at home, December first. What week? 12. That's a toss-up for me. That's a toss-up. Okay. Because I know Darnold's going to be back. I think that offense has things about it that could work. But again, I'm saying this is best-case scenario, so I'm not best like... Best-case scenario, I agree. Best-case scenario, I agree. And then the other way they can get um, a fourth win is in, well, I, I don't know if it's week 16 or 17, because I don't know where their buy lays at. Actually, I can find that pretty easily, probably. Um, okay, they have a bye week in between. Let's see. So week ten is their bye week, okay. which means the Raiders are actually week eleven. Okay. And the Jets are week thirteen. And week sixteen is feasibly their last win. Um, they travel to 
Miami. Uh, that is going to be the last one. That is going to be what we politely call a shitstorm. And I'm so here for it. So here for it. Is it bad that I'm rooting for those two teams to go winless into that game? Mm, I want to tie. I want to tie tonight. Could you imagine a tie tonight? Oh, my gosh. It'd be hilarious. I, I think I think I would lose my marbles. <laughs> oh. I think I would lose my marbles, to be serious. You and I have not lost our marbles yet. For those of uh, for those of who were not keeping track, I'm going to update you. We lost week three, but we were able to get back in in the survivor pool. You suck, Kyler Murray. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take responsibility for that one. Uh, I did not expect Kyle Allen to just blow everyone's brains out with that play. Uh, I I was not expecting that. I don't think anybody really was expecting that. Um, no, not at all. I uh, I am I'm gonna take responsibility for that. Week week three and week four, I had a bad gambling week, so so I. Uh, well, we did great week four, so I'm. And yeah, after after you and I had a two and a half hour fight about the Indianapolis Colts, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, he wanted to pick the Indianapolis Colts versus the Raiders. Now, normally I'd be like on board with that. Um, but then I realized that they were going to be without T.Y. Hilton, and I was like, hmm, maybe we should rethink this because I don't know what that offense can do without T.Y. But no. We took the Chargers, all right? We won. Which was probably what we should have done to begin with. Yes, I would like to apologize to the listeners for sticking up for Indianapolis, and I shake my finger or possibly bite my thumb at – the city of Indianapolis because there was two and a half minutes left and the Colts were driving and they were in Oakland territory and they beefed it up, beefed it up. They were within seven points so they could have tied it up and gone to overtime, but instead they gave the ball up and then Oakland went and scored again. Yeah. They had a chance. So I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. The light was quick and fleeting. He was he was ready to uh he was ready to uh jump on me and yell at me. I saw that with two and a half minutes left and they were driving and I was like, oh, I cannot wait to just just rub it in your face. Yep. <laughs> I was I was waiting for it. And then I told you to eat a food sandwich. Yep. Eat eat a shit steak. Yep. Okay. Um continuing along the lines of the I have to say I don't know what it was about this weekend. I loved everything about this weekend. I thought this was such a great weekend. I love that Thursday night game. We haven't gotten a chance to talk about it yet. That was the most exciting Thursday night game. In and my Browns. In five years easily. Uh, no. No. That's incorrect. Last year's week three Thursday night was exciting. And that was because... Baker Mayfield stepped down. Yeah. Yeah, Because the Browns played on a freaking Thursday. Everybody gets a Thursday game. All right? Everybody. That's the rule. Everybody gets a Thursday. By far the most exciting Thursday night game I think we've seen in in a long time. We you can you can say Baker and you can say that. Fine. I'm just saying that that was the most exciting Thursday game we've seen in a long time. 
Well, I think I think the Baker game was more like um, it was not as I I think the intangibles made that Thursday night game special in the fact that you had the victory fridges and you had um, you had Baker coming in for the first time where people had really wanted him. He was coming up against somebody in his own draft class who was already showing really good success and still is successful in my opinion um, because he makes out with so many chicks with Sam Darnold. Um, Thank you. I thought this game last Thursday, Eagles Packers was much better played. And just in like, like if you're looking at a football game for like, was it good? Was it well played? This one was much better played it just didn't have the intangibles so on the field i will give this thursday night game one of the best i've seen in at least five years i loved it yeah yeah i agree i agree i agree with that um now let's get to uh let's get to something else Um, oh yeah we had a i i want to i just want to start this off by saying that uh I'm a very happy man this week, okay? Um, Patriots look terrible. Absolutely terrible on uh, yesterday. Terrible. Like, that was one of the worst Patriots games I've ever seen. And we've seen plenty of terrible Patriots games to go with some pretty great ones. Um, Are you going to bring up that damn stat? What damn stat? Well. Um, Since the last Monday night football game when they lost to the Chiefs? No. I was not going to bring up that damn stat, no. Um, no, what I was going to bring up was uh, the hit on Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I want to know your thoughts about that hit first before I go into my monologue. Nothing wrong. Ooh. In fact, I'm, I, I love Josh Allen. I think he is so good with the media, and he just, a, he just seems like a great all-around per- person. I'm not putting that hit on – what was his last name Jonathan. for the Patriots? Jonathan. I don't know why I was thinking Johnson. Close enough. Um, I think that Jonathan, he literally squared up like he was about to take a charge in the paint, and that was it. Allen lowered his head and was driving, um, and there, there was no driving by the defense – there was no launching, which has become everybody's favorite word in the past two days. True. Launching, which, I mean, come on, people. Into, you know, into Josh Allen. Yes, he was defenseless, and the defender played it the best he could. He could not get out of the way, given the speed of Josh Allen. So he stood there, took a charge, and really didn't even wrap up, honestly. Right. Which most, most NFL players don't anymore, which, you know, we can get on our – on our old man yells at cloud thing here, but didn't wrap up. So I don't see an issue with it. Now, the the hit that I will lead into next, I have lots of problems with. Yeah, the the perfect hit we, I have lots of problems with too, and, and and I'll get to that in a minute. I just I just I, I just want to say this. Um, there's there's two schools of thoughts to look at this, and and both, in my opinion, are correct. Okay, um, but there's there's different levels to why they're correct. Uh, one, um, you could say that it wasn't, it was Jones. I'm 
Jones. His name is John Jones. And for some reason, I put it together and said Johnson. I don't know why. Um, um, you, you could put it as, you know, Jones, uh, you know, it was helmet to helmet and, and Jones, uh, you know, Jones went into him. And, and that's true. He did. He, it was a helmet to helmet hit. But, yes. You know, just depending on what replay you look at, um, you know, Josh Allen, in my opinion, is not a defenseless runner. There's, there's no such thing as a defenseless runner, especially when you're being tackled by another guy in that instance. If there's a defenseless runner in the sense that he's not looking in your direction and you just come out and bail him, right? Like you're running down the sidelines, your head's turned that way, and then just someone just comes at you like a freaking missile. Just Perfect on Antonio Brown. Right. So, so that just that to me just immediately knocks out defenseless runner. The other thing is that Josh Allen is a six five individual. He's six five and two twenty. Jones is six maybe and one eighty, soaking wet. So to say that he just flat out bulldozed him like is just this that's just wrong. And the third thing is is that you know everyone's gonna say like oh if you hit Tom Brady like that you'd be ejected, and I agree with that. I agree with that in this sense. Okay. If Tom Brady ever did run like that, probably. Yeah, Tom I mean, Brady he, would never run like that. Tom Brady doesn't have acceleration to save his life. The most Tom, athletic Tom Brady would just never do that. Tom Brady just does not do that because he's a smarter quarterback than that. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I don't know if these if these organizations need to hire somebody to stand on the sidelines. But when quarterbacks come off the sidelines, like who Philadelphia needs to hire somebody to like when Carson Wentz comes off the field to shake him like a leaf and say, I swear to God, if you don't slide next time, something's going to happen and it's not going to be pretty. Because, like, these guys are, by making poor decisions, are hurting them, are getting themselves hurt. And, like, diving forward, I get it. The one with Wentz was on a third down and it was really short. So, but to me, that's also short-mindedness, like, in Philadelphia's case, they have one of the most aggressive play callers in Doug Peterson who has no fear when it comes to calling rogue plays or not playing by the book. He's the last NFL coach that you should be playing safe with or that, or that like you should be doing dumb things with because he doesn't want to play safe. So right. I, I think that even if it was like fourth and inches, I mean, Peterson would have been like, screw it. Let's ball out. I like, I don't. That's that's the stuff that boggles my mind. Like, if you're playing for Cliff Kingsbury, yes, different case. The man doesn't go for it on fourth down. But you need to take also a stock in how important a player is to a team. Quarterback, arguably the most important. Right. Josh Allen means a lot to this team. Carson Wentz probably means more to his team. But now that uh, Big Dig Nick is no longer there. True. True. Um, and then the other thing that I have for a Bills fan, especially Micah Hyde, is uh, is this. Like, let's not like – or actually, this is for this is for McDermott. Um, mm-hmm. Let's not pretend like these hits, A, don't belong in the NFL because they do. They are here. They've been here forever. You can ask literally any human that's ever even watched the NFL, and they will tell you that those hits have been around forever. But, like, let's not hold, like, the superiority card here and say, like, oh, like, we're better than that. Like, those hits don't happen on this team, blah, 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 blah. We all know that if that hit had occurred on Tom Brady instead of Josh Allen, not only would the city of Buffalo have thrown a parade, 
I'm pretty sure that that man would never buy a drink another like another drink in a bar in Buffalo ever again. So like let's just not let's just not pretend like we're automatically just morally superior because the freaking Patriots did something wrong and they're cheaters and this that and the other thing. Like like no, come on, knock it off, just knock it off. I agree. I know way too many Bills fans who have called for the death of Tom Brady already, and it's just like seriously, like you have you have openly so- told me that if you had the chance to kill Tom Brady, you would do it. <laughs> but when someone touches your goddamn quarterback because he ran into him, you immediately have to flip your shit and say, "Oh, I'd never do that." Like, come Tom. on, seriously, come on, just shut up. You look like a fucking dumbass. Oh, I love this. I, I completely agree with your first point. This is every year we shift and we stray more and more towards a player-friendly, safety-friendly league, which, you know, is... Which I'm on board for. I, I, I think that is absolutely what has been needed for a long time. I, I think that, you know, this is a long overdue thing in the NFL. I think that they, you know, I think there's too many players that now have, have too many, you know, life injuries that have just been, that have just become part of a sad story overall. I com I completely. I want to start that now. Finish your point because I know where you're going, and I want to I want to I want to agree with that. That I wanted to agree with your first point in regards to the second point. I don't disagree. I don't think that people should play the morality complex simply based on I'm always a don't throw stones and you live in a glass house, and all 32 teams have large large glass houses. Yes. That's fine. I get it. I do think, though, and this is a this is a different point. I'm going to stray away a little bit here. I do think that we've seen last season and this season especially that certain teams that are, you know, more historical are getting calls. Steelers are getting calls. Right. I, I would I would agree with that. I think I think, you know, like everything else, this whole process is human. And I think that, uh, you know, like everything else, you know, people, people, you know, at the end of the day, we have to look at the system and say that people, that humans are in charge of this, right? So humans are going to have emotions one way or the other. Rogers will get calls. Right. There's, there's going to be, there's going to be players. There's going to be teams that will get more calls than, than unknown, you know, people like, you know, a lot of the hits on Kyler, I think, deserve calls, and they have, he hasn't got them because, you know, people want him to prove himself before he gets, you know, the benefit of the doubt. Yes, and speaking of that, I want to say specifically, I want to mention one person. I want to mention Sean Hockley. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Are you going to disrespect the Hockley's? I... I wish nothing but the worst for Sean Oculey. Oh, boy. Not only last year after Baker Mayfield, when sliding, took a hit to the head, but helmet to helmet, he said because he was a runner, he could get hit in the head. That's never been a thing. But also – so, so can I actually? Can I actually? Yeah, you can. Pre- I mean, you can explain it better than no, him. I, I, comes- I want to just say one thing because this is actually this is actually the way that the NFL rulebook is written, and I'm not joking about this at all. There is a rule in the NFL rulebook that says if the runner lowers his head, it's technically a pe- it should technically be a penalty on them for initiating head to helmet to helmet contact. So, so the offensive player, 
Yes. Does it so matter? That, so then that means that should have been a penalty on Josh Allen. Correct. But Baker Mayfield was sliding. Sliding is in feet first or sliding is in head first? Feet first. Okay, then that's different. That's different. I agree with that. I'm just, I'm just saying that that is technically still in the NFL rulebook today. So technically the hit on Josh Allen should have been called on Josh Allen. Yeah, and I, I don't disagree with that rule either because I think that, you know, there, there's two sides to every street. So it's not like it's not like Aaron Rodgers can just lower his head and try and run through Aaron Donald. Yeah, he's going to die. Um, but it's, I mean, it's, he's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like yesterday, the video of Sean Hockley standing – over and watching Odell Beckham get choked out less than five feet away staring at it he needs to be fine he needs to be suspended and I wouldn't even care if it's a hockey league or not like his last name and how he got the job I don't care because whether you like it or not especially if any of you are in college it's not what you know you can be a 4.0 student whatever it's who you know that's how I got my job that's how a lot of people get their jobs. It's who you know. Sean Hockley just also happens to be in the same boat. That's fine. I don't care about that. His last name means nothing. But in this player safety league, like, this isn't the 80s and 90s Pistons. Like, we're just watching somebody get choked out aggressively. And, yeah, I that that just gets on my nerves. I agree. I agree. I, I think that was that was uh, looking back on it, and because and, I didn't see it live, because I was doing other things. But looking back on it, absolutely, that was that was a little that was a little suspect at best. I was just very confused. Like I don't know if he was confused. I think everybody in the process was confused. I was very confused the first time I saw it. Like I didn't see it live. I had to see like I because the camera really didn't show it. Like all the things. I was going to say, I don't think anybody saw that because you really didn't see it because nobody really – you really didn't have a chance to see that, that view. You're, you're exactly correct. You are exactly correct. Um, but speaking of targeting and hitting players where it may very well be legal, I think Adam Thielen's going to beat the shit out of Kirk Cousins. So uh... – <laughs> I have never been more excited to hear a wide receiver call out a quarterback for blatantly missing them being wide open. I've never heard it put into the media like the way Thielen did. I've never been more excited for it. Yes. Like, I legitimately now fear for Kirk Cousins' safety. I, I, don't, think, I don't think that Adam Thielen ever sat back in his house until maybe today and goes, hey – I miss Case Keenum. I don't think I don't think he's ever done. That. He is now. He is now. No, I don't even think he's doing it now. Well, then who? I mean, does he want them to trade for somebody? I well, you know, you know, who he probably misses right now, and this is not even a joke at this point. This is a hundred percent serious. Kyle Slaughter. No. He misses Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, I would too. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Because he was drafted in Minnesota, correct? Uh, Thielen or Bridgewater? Bridgewater. Yes. Okay. That is, that is what I thought. Okay. Yeah, I'm – here's a quote from 
Here's a quote from Adam Thielen. He made a great read of finding me open and just didn't complete the pass. It's as simple as that. (laughs) Quote, again, at some point, you're not going to be able to run the ball for 80 yards, even with the best running backs in the NFL. You know what? I, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there, and I don't even know. I'm not basing this on anything. I'm not, I'm not um, speculating anything. Um, I would not be shocked right now, this second, if uh, if Adam Thielen got traded. Wow. And I would not be shocked by that. I mean, Stefan Diggs can't be happy either. I, I No, no. Stefan Diggs can't be happier. But he, he basically just called out his coach, his offensive coordinator, and his quarterback all in a span of about two seconds just then. Yes. So I wouldn't be stunned if they put Thielen up on the block. And now this is where everybody hates me, okay? What, are you going to say he's going to go to the Patriots and win a Super Bowl? I wouldn't be shocked by that either. Oh, my God. Actually, a team that I do think could use him, but they will not – They he won't go there. I think that having having Adam Thielen in Chicago would be awesome. I agree with that 100%, but I also know that Mitchell Trubisky has issues right now. And uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if that would be a better situation for Thielen or not. But I agree. I agree that that would be awesome. I think it would be a better situation because I don't think I think that you have a coach and a quarterback that are more willing to throw you the ball. Well, yeah, of course to do that, but they're also like more willing to like mold what they're doing because they say, "Oh, well, now we got this great tool." Like the amount of money that the Vikings spent on Kirk Cousins, they're not going to budge on, on like, even thinking about benching him. Same with Flacco. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, trust me, Mitchie kissing yeah, titties. They're not going to bench him for two, for two reasons. Um, one, you're paying him $80 million to be your quarterback, which is just <laughs> oh an obscene amount of money. God. Yeah, right? Um, the other thing, too, is that, you know, who is the back of the Minnesota? I have no idea. Yeah. Let's let's get a quick figure this out. Vikings backup QB. Um John Mannion. Yeah, I was gonna say Google says Trevor Simeon, that's very incorrect. It, it's Sean Mannion. Sean Mannion is the backup quarterback. So so that's just not going to happen. No. No, 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 no. So unless they go out and trade for one, which they aren't going to do. They will not. No. <laughs> They're stuck with Kirk Cousins. I completely agree, which is difficult. No. That's tough. That's tough for them. So um, the house is on fire in Minnesota. Yes. And I don't think that the fire will be put out until the offseason, frankly. I don't even think the, the fire will be put out ever. 
I, I, I'm not even trying to sound like a smartass. I just legitimately don't believe that fire will ever be put out. You know, it was a quick, very quick dumpster fire that got put out. The Buffalo Bills? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think so. But I, I would also argue that the Giants put their own dumpster fire out real quick. Do you think now, after two games against pretty much nobody, don't you dare disrespect teams? What? That the Giants are a playoff team. Do you believe that the Giants are going to make the playoffs? No. Okay. I do not. I just want to. I want to go to the board here. Hold on. I want to. I want to do something first. They, they will. They will win next week. They will beat the Vikings at home. I agree with that. They have to travel to Gillette after that. Yeah, that's not going to happen. They play the Cardinals at home. That's another win. Right. So they're going to be four and three. Yeah. At the Lions, I think that's a loss. I agree with that. Four and four. At at home versus the Cowboys, loss. Four and five. Right. At the Jets, win. And, and, and the Giants, no, the Giants are not are not as good defensively as the Saints are. Never mind. Continue. Five and five. At the Bears, that's a toss up. I have no idea. Because I think this can, t- I think that these guys can really compete with the Bears at the moment. Do you do you, at the moment? Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Simply because the Bears' offense is so stunted for whatever reason, and you can blame that on Mitch. I I don't know if I give him all the blame or not, but if 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 Danny Dimes can put up twenty four points on that Bears D, they're getting a win. Right. All right. Okay. And then the rest is divisional play, chock full of uh, Packers, Dolphins, Redskins, Eagles. And they may win one of those, two of those. They'll win. They'll win. That gets them to eight and eight. Eight and eight you will not get you in the playoffs. At, you least, at least I think in this division. In this division, I agree. And I think that even for the second wild card spot, It's getting, you know, the first wild card spot is going to go to the Eagles. As of this moment in time, it's going to go to the Eagles. Um, Wait yeah. a second. Is that because um, uh, is that because the Cowboys are going to take that one? I I think the Cowboys will win that division, but yeah. it'll be the Cowboys. It'll be the Cowboys or the Eagles. I don't think you will not see three teams come out of the NFC East. I, I do not think – I don't – you'll see one team come out of the NFC North, I think. Because I think – Only one do you think you'll, you'll see two teams out of the NFC North? You will see one. Really? And that's because I'm going to give that second spot. You're going to see two teams out of the NFC West. Ooh. I need, I need information on that. Who you got? Niners, Seahawks, Rams. Wow. Now, two out of those three are getting it. No idea who. But I do not think that the Giants will make the playoffs. I'm intrigued. I'm loving the NFC West, frankly. It may be my most, like, it may be one of my more favorite divisions to be watching at the moment because the Niners are surprising me. And I enjoy being surprised. 
Seahawks have found some renewed defense. Good on you, Jadavian. Rams are always the Rams. And I do enjoy watching Kyler Murray play football. Yeah. Okay. I buy it. But that's just my humble opinion. But in the AFC, yeah, I. Yeah. This is just not good. I think I think we can right now name three teams that are going to get in for sure. Um, are two of them in the same division? No. Okay, well, Chiefs, Pats, and who else? Uh, Browns. I have the Browns in the playoffs. I love you. Sweet. I will be an emotional wreck. Wreck. Then, I, honestly, I have no idea who's going to come out of the AFC South. I have no idea. The AFC South what? is kind of just, just a freaking mess. I'm looking at this. I didn't know this. They're all tied for first. Yeah. <laughs> literally, literally, nobody has any idea who's coming out of that. That's, That's incredible. I love that so much. Um, Jacoby Brissett's been awesome. I He's been so fun to watch because he's actually learned a lot under Andrew Luck and has actually been able to take that and implement it almost immediately, which is the same thing that you're seeing with Bridgewater. Like, this is what – this is the good shit that you get when you pay decent money for a backup quarterback because you know that they're getting older, so they won't be there forever. I think that's awesome. I think the Packers need to do that. Um, I even think that the Chargers need to do that. Just of, And I don't even hate Mason Rudolph. I don't think that he's a bad backup at all. Um but these, these are like the fruits of their labors. Like even the Patriots need to be grooming their backup quarterback instead of just having Brian Hoyer in and out and in and out and in and out and currently out. Opinions? Well, folks, I cannot tell if he put me on mute or not for those of you at home. So I'm going to go on a little tirade here. AFC South, Texans, Colts, Jaguars, Titans, they are all tied at 2-2 two and two on the season. Um, I do think that it, it'll either be the Colts or the Jaguars that come out of that. Um, I think that both those teams have been playing incredible. And for whatever reason, the Texans are not playing like the 4-0 team that I thought they would be playing as. We, we now need to transfer to who in the hell are we going to pick for the survivor pool. So we can no longer pick the Saints, can no longer pick the, te- the Texans, can no longer pick the Cardinals, and we can no longer pick the Chargers. That's good. I wouldn't want to pick any of those teams anyway this week. Baltimore against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's coming off a Monday night game, so they're going to be on less rest, and it's a 1 o'clock start. Even though they are at home, I don't think that makes a difference. I think Baltimore's a far superior team and can dick stamp them. I think that the Titans are going to do work on the Bills without Josh Allen. 
Tisk, tisk, tisk. The Patriots are going to do work on the Redskins, but I'm not wasting the Patriots pick yet. One that I'm hesitant to take, but I do really want to take it, is Philly against the Jets. Because the problem with the Jets is, oh, wait, everything. So, when it comes to the Jets, let's see. I don't even know. I'm going to take a, a peeper at their schedule here. They are, let's see, 0 and 1, 0 and 2, 0 and 3. They're 0 and wait a second. They're 0 and 3. Did they have a bye week this week? They did. That's terrible. Having those early bye weeks because the Niners also had one is absolutely disgusting. Uh, Matt just texted me, can you not hear me? No, I cannot. I don't know if there's a mute button or something for you. But I cannot hear you. So I'm going to keep talking for a little bit. Um, I love the Eagles in this. I love them. Backup quarterback. The Eagles are starting to get their footing after a really, really strong win in Green Bay on Thursday night. So what I'm going to do for all of you listeners at home and also an FYI for Matt, I'm going to stop this recording You're going to get a nice song, and then we'll be back. I hope you all enjoyed that wonderful song, because we're back. Flippity flip floop. (laughs) It's good to have you back. Um, Since you had to to listen. I hate everything. Yeah? Tell me about it. almost everything that you just said. I hate almost Uh, everything. Thank God. First of all, um, the Jets are on a bye. I would not waste a single breath on picking against them, though. It's just not worth it. Yeah, I said that. It's not worth it. Don't pick – like, I get it, the Eagles, but it's just – don't do it. Don't do it. There's better games this weekend. All right, so then what are your better games this weekend? I personally, right now, uh, I'm staying away from the Thursday night game. That's going to be a really good game. That is going to be a great game. Uh, I don't Rams, like Buffalo, Hawks. I don't like your Buffalo-Tennessee pick. I don't. I think, I think Tennessee's going to smack them around. I do not. Take his lunch money. I do not. Why not? They don't I even have the Bills, I think the Bills kind of showed that they were a better offense under under Barkley than Josh Allen in the in the late stages of that game against the Patriots. I was gonna say um, he got what? How many how many quarters? Like a half. Exactly. I'm I'm just saying that Patriots defense is a really good defense, and they look much better with Barkley at quarterback than they did against Josh Allen. Personally. I think that if you're going to uh, burn burn a pick here, I would look to the uh, I would look to the Baltimore Steelers game. I did say I'm confident. Okay, I didn't. I, I missed that. Then I'm uh, confident in Ravens. Uh, I heard you say you didn't want to waste New England. I think that's fine. Uh, Carolina Jacksonville. That's a barn burner for me. I also said that I did not want to waste Kansas City on Indianapolis. 
I I completely understand that. I get that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force you to, to burn that pick yet. Um, it's we we. That's a good one. Oh, mm. San Francisco's had an extra week to prepare coming out this bye. It's true. It's true. It's true. And the in the Browns look like they finally you know are an offense that is you know coherent. Yes, let's wait. If we're going to use the Browns, I think we need to wait until they play the Bengals. I agree for that. Um, I'm happy to use them. You know what? The more we use the Chargers, we use the Texans. Dallas Green Bay is interesting. I think Dallas is going to take their lunch money. I, I don't. I think the Packers showed some real weaknesses, but on on last I think, week. I think Dallas showed some real weaknesses last, last night. That, there's no arguing that. You are correct. I think I, – I wouldn't be stunned if the, if the Packers just passed them. Because that Packer defense is really good. You know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I really, I really want the Ravens versus the Steelers. Okay. I can lock that in. I really want that. Your gut reaction, Jacksonville, Carolina. Carolina by, th- by three. Oh, oh, man. Kyle Allen has been really good, though. Kyle, see, here's the thing, though. It's, it's, it's not, it's, to me, it wasn't, Kyle Allen's performance last weekend wasn't great. It was good, but it wasn't great. That defense, that defense has looked a lot better than they have, you know, in the previous last two years. Okay. I was going to say it would have to be uh, Christian McCaffrey. He, he just always looks great. Uh, yeah, I can lock in Baltimore. I'm confident on that one. I am too. I am too. Art Modell, if you, if you smite me from the grave, I, oh, man. Why'd you have to bring that up, man? Why'd you have to do it? Uh, hey, because hey. Br- Browns fans hate Art Modell. I know you do. With um, a burning hey, look, passion. Look, I have great news for this week, though. Sweet. There's one team that will not lose. Finally. Wait a second. Wait a second. I know this is a joke. Now I got to figure out who's on a bye week. The Dolphins! The Dolphins. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, those bi week comedies never, never get old. I love them. They do not. They do not. Okay. Do you have anything on the NFL? Because there is one more thing that I wanted to bring up, not involving the NFL, but I wanted to put all this to rest first. Uh, no, no, we can, we can. We can move on. Okay. Do you watch a show, a a television show on a streaming service called Home Box Office, titled The Shop? Um, I have I have heard of that program prior. I have never watched an episode of this, but I did see an interesting clip. They came out today. I think I know where you're going with this. California's paying people. 
I, I was afraid you were going to go in this direction. I've been saying for a long time, especially when it comes to football, I don't know why these conferences, like let's just say the Power Fives alone, they have some massive meeting of the minds, and they say, you know what? We don't like the NCAA rules. We don't like their scheduling. We'd rather put things and have more control, even though we do most of the scheduling. We'd rather have even more control. We're breaking off and doing something different. Interesting. And I always thought that that was going to happen because they could make more money and not have to pay like NCAA fees, fines, dues, and they could have complete and utter control. So where you get these athletic directors that are now running the show for these schools. Right. And it could bring more revenue in for them. I thought that's what would happen first. The governor of California signed into law on the shop um, the bill that would make it so um, college athletes in California got the, the option to be paid or will be getting paid. I'm not exactly certain. I think that I, I really want to know the nitty-gritty because I, I want to know exactly like the minute details because you're going to get a lot of stories when this comes out of players complaining, well, I don't get paid as much as this person. I don't get paid as much as this. And now you're going to have to worry about contracts with kids that do not have financial literacy or agents that are now hustling kids to get 15% of their contract instead of 4 or 5% like they would be with a professional athlete. Or now who's going to be their bargaining units? I, I, w- I want to see it all. Um, and I would love to have somebody break it down for me. Um, if somebody knows more than I do, I'm happy to sit and listen because I, I don't think it's a bad thing by any stretch, stretch of the means. I just want to know how we're going to shake out these differences because there will be players that get more football, basketball, baseball players. And then when you move to the East coast, like other sports are going to be getting paid more than, I don't know, than your lacrosse, than your rugby, than your chess club. I mean, players just have to realize that now that they're being judged on their worth, that that's how much they're going to get paid. Uh, and I, I don't know if they're excited about that or not. They, uh, they are, but sorry, I let you go as long as I could. I let you go as long as I could without me saying. Anything. Are you, I agree. Are you, you and I, you and I agree on basically the same things here, right? You, you and I, basically on the firm on the firm beliefs of it, agree that players should be getting paid, but that there should be a bigger thing than just the state saying, "Let's pay them," right? You and I agree on that. Yep. Um. First of all, uh, I'm pretty sure chess club, D1 chess club, does not exist. <laughs> I had does, to. Uh, I had someone to. needs to get me in contact because that is just out of this world bonkers. Fine, curling, excuse me. Thank you. Uh, that doesn't <laughs> even exist. Um, <laughs> secondly, uh, you're right. You're right. There is, a, there, is a, there is an oversight here that has been uh, not looked at uh, at all um, that needs to be looked at before it gets exploited uh, to the point where, uh, you know, we have, you know, these, these people of the world are, 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 
you know, exploiting quote unquote kids for their own personal gain. Like that's, that's what it's going to turn into. And that's just not fun for anyone. Um, I, uh, I firmly, firmly believe that uh, you and I uh, agree with one man who has so delicately put it uh, that this is a bad idea that a state say having a law that basically would pay college athletes is a bad idea. Um, and I believe, you know, who I'm referring to, if you don't at this point, uh, I need you to start listening to prod to podcast prior to this one, uh, because it comes not from our Lord and savior, Mike Leach. Mm, uh, what is it? Fat entitled. No, it is not fat and entitled happy players. No, it is not. It's not <laughs> we're, not, we're not taking that route today. Uh, we can take another all time. I'm another all time. The only person you know that is not upset by him saying that. <laughs> uh, I don't really care. Coaches say a lot of things, and if that's the one thing we're getting really mad about, then okay, yeah, we're not we're not having this conversation. We're, Continue. We're, we, we'll do this next week. Um, in the in the wonderful and in, in my eyes, uh, refreshing words from America's. America's national treasure, Mike Leach. Uh, California has problems clean, keeping the streets clean, so they should probably focus on that. Yeah. Yeah, we'd like to see where they're getting this funding from. Um, look, I, I get it. We, you, you, I, the neighbor next door, we all complain about how the NCAA is just a bunch of you-know-whats being you-know-whos and just, you know, just terrible people overall. Um, I, uh, I I don't think this is the right answer. Um, I think uh, the hardest answer, yet the most efficient, yet the best answer for this is just basically doing away with the NCAA and just creating a new uh, governing body for athletics or changing the NCAA the way it is, which is not going to happen either way. I really do believe that is the only answer. Yeah, I I mean, I yeah, I just want to make it so this is bulletproof as possible. I don't want anybody getting taken advantage of. That's most certainly my biggest fear um in regards to it, but that's that's my that's my two cents. I think that if if people can make it bulletproof, it should be. I think I think there's there's things that we, you know, there's, you know, like everything else, there's things that we say that we think is immediately a good idea. And then, you know, things start to happen. Things start to break down. And then, no, this is a dramatic, this is dramatic. And I know this, and, and this is borderline, probably not the right thing to say about this, but this is like legalizing prostitution, except it's not sex. It's, it's being athletic. <laughs> I see. I see your intent with like that. Kid pop, it's, like kid, it's like kid, you know, extortion. Yeah, no, it's definitely yeah. Um, and there's going to be way too much backroom stuff. Yeah. As there is now, basically, but you know, a lot not less of it anymore. So therefore, it should be okay. A lot less of it because you only have like Coach K and Nick Saban paying like the really good players. Like it's not like every school. I was gonna say a lot less of this because Rick Pitino is not here. Oh, it's true. It's 
fine. Rick Pitino can only talk for 15 seconds at a time. Um, you. <laughs> it, I mean, it's not like these random schools out there, like like little sisters of the poor, or now they're going to have like no disrespect to volleyball and softball players on men or women's teams. They, they're going to be, you know, asking for these fat contracts and they're going to get laughed out of the building. I mean, right. And this now also gives an unfair advantage to California teams, UCLA, Cal, USC is for sure back now um, to be able to pay players. Right. I, I, I don't know. The NCAA can't stop it because state government's more powerful than NCAA. And the fact that they're, uh, I think, I think as we go along through this process, we'll figure out that the tooth fairy is more powerful than the NCAA. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I do not disagree with that in the slightest. But that was, I, I, I definitely just had to a, uh, had to mention that because it is extremely important news. No, it is. It's, it's massive news, and this is. Uh, look, this is this is good and bad, right? This is good for for future players in sports that want to be successful and. You know, want and you know, if you're really good, you can get paid. You know, right away in college and be able to, you know, get this. But you know, we have to, we have to have oversight into this, and uh, we're not going to unless it's too late. Because that's usually how everybody works as a human is that we don't change things until it's too late. Yes, completely. Like we created agree. stop signs because we felt like everybody needed to stop all the time. We created stop signs because somebody died somewhere. Probably a lot of people. Probably a lot of people. So, like, you know, I'm just – this is all great. This is all good. I, I support this. I think that this has been needed for a long time. Um, this is bringing all of us one step closer to bringing back our favorite video game, NCAA Football 13. Um, but what, – Wait, what did you just say? Bringing us all a step closer. Nice. I like it. Thanks. 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 I try. I try so hard for you. Um <laughs> You know, this is, it's just, it's, uh, it's just, you know, we're getting there. We're not there. This isn't, this isn't solving the problem. This isn't, you know, this is, this is a step. This is a step in the right direction, but there needs to be something else that drop. There needs to be another shoe to drop with this. No, I agree. I, I do also think though, that this will, a um, that, that this will not air out, but, um, but kind of unearth a lot of the current problems with the ES or with the NCAA system. And we'll go from there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And hopefully every state that now does this will be learning from the previous one's mistakes. Yep. Agreed with that. But they very well may not. So. Because we're stupid. Exactly. Exactly. That was all I had to say on the matter, but it, I definitely wanted to bring it up because I think it's pretty important and as do you. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Whatever, I don't whatever think... gets me playing, whatever gets me playing Notre Dame football and NCAA football again. Whatever. Uh, I, I don't think it's close enough to talk about the NCAA. We're still 23 days away from it. Yeah. So I, th- I think, we, I think we got a week or two before we even start talking about it. I did uh, write a- on John ja Morant. Because I love you, Ja. Um, that explains but, a lot now. What? That explains that explains your first email now. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't like the word Stan because, I mean, I think it's just overused, but at the same time, I Stan, so. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, did you have anything to say about baseball? Because that's our last sport to cover. Oh, also, I mean, hockey is back this week too, so hockey, we can hit both those. Hockey's back this week, so uh, hockey's back. So that'll that'll replace that'll replace baseball. Um, no, but I did I did have something to bring up uh, else that doesn't have to do with what we just talked about, but it's on the same topic as what we just talked about. Sweet. Uh, big shout out to the uh, SMU Mustangs. Okay. Down there in Dallas, Texas, being ranked for the first time since uh, they were no longer allowed, basically, to be in the NCAA for nonsense. Well, what exactly? What exactly was this nonsense? Uh, I believe it is nonsense that California just made legal. Mm. It's a shame they're not in California. Uh, it was uh, the incident, the Southern Methodist football scandal. Uh, was investigated massive for massive repeated violations of NCAA rules over a period of several years in the late 80s and late, late 70s, mid 80s. Most serious was uh, a slush fund for used uh, for under the table payments for players and their families to entice them to come to play for SMU. Uh, indirect violations, uh, the rule changed, stiffened penalties, and they this got referred to as the death penalty. So this they're the Frank for the first time um, since they were given the death penalty. So shout out to SMU. Hell yeah. Love that. I'm all in on that. Big shouts, my guy. Big shouts. Uh, Baseball-wise, you and I have have discussed on Twitter, and if nobody's seen it, uh, please go support the uh, protest that I will be conducting uh, relatively soonish, depending on if things happen the way that we all expect them to happen. Uh, we will be protesting outside of Fenway Park. So join us for that if you want to. Yes. Um, did you understand my play on words? Uh, maybe. So, Matt. No, but now I'm trying to figure out if I did, do understand it in a minute. Matt tweeted uh, yesterday. <laughs> that if Brock Holt leaves, he will protest outside of Fenway. I love Brock Holt. I think he's an incredible person, an incredible player. I agree with this. I'd be happy to join. And I responded by, oh, if this you, happens. Oh, your tweet, oh, your tweet, your tweet, your tweet. Yes, yes, you did. Yes, I did. I did understand that. I did understand it, my bad. If this happens, it looks like I'll also be shipping up to Boston. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes, I did understand it. I appreciated that. Uh, I just ignored it because, well, I felt it was best to ignore it. <laughs> it's, it's probably best. I need as little attention as possible. <laughs> uh, for a lot of teams, though, my last thing that I did, yeah, I, I completely agree on that. My last thing that I did want to, I did want to turn it back to the NFL. Week four is one of the most important weeks in the NFL, in my opinion. It's the, it is the massive, massive difference between one and three, between two and two, between three and one. Like, it, does, it doesn't seem like a big gap, 
but if, if you're a team like the Browns, for example, and you lose that mental cloud does not leave your head now that you're one and three. Instead, you're two and two tied for the first place in the division. Right. So, uh, I mean, or even the Jaguars, who once once Nick Foles went out, they assumed that they would be in the dumpster. But God gave us Gardner Menchu for a reason. Um, and two and two is such a di- – like, it, it feels almost – I mean, because it is technically. It feels like a clean slate. Um, I, I just want – I want the public to know. Um, before I comment on that, that uh, Garner Menchu's nickname in that locker room is now my favorite nickname of all time. Mm, um, I did not know what this is. It, is. it is something that I know for a fact will not surprise you whatsoever and get you on board, actually. Okay. His nickname is the Jockstrap King. <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah, that's not surprising at all. No. He will be. Man likes to run around as boxers. Yep. He's the man of the people. He is the man of the people. Very true. Very true. Um, that that was really all I had in the matter. I mean, we've we've been going for for quite a bit of time here. Um, do you have any song suggestions to take the people out? Uh, I'm curious what song you put in in between. I haven't decided that yet. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoy whatever song he picks there. Um, the song that I will pick here. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I will, uh, I'll decide, but I hope you enjoy it. I think I, I think I can. I, I think I'm gonna go old school with it. Oh, interesting. Um, you want to go to a little new school? Because I have a song that's stuck in my head for like the last like two days, and I'm not really. I know why, because it's good. But at the same time, it's like I'm kind of ashamed that it's stuck in my head for the last two days. Okay, hit me. It's uh, called 2002. Hmm. It's been stuck in my head for like the last like two days. I'm kind of ashamed about it, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, who cares? Um, Anne Marie. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it a listen. I have no idea who this is, so. And no one should know who this is, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. Well, unfortunately, people are about to know. Sure. Thank you for ruining people's days. Uh, if they don't I, like it, I think I think I might get called out on Twitter for it. If you decide to call me out on Twitter for this, I respect you. I deserve it, probably, and I respect you. All right, we will let Anne-Marie take you out. Have a great week. We'll see you soon, folks. Flip-flop, flip. flop